Hello and welcome to episode 14 it is now of the Digital Confidence and Decision Making podcast. We are going to be moving on to chapter 10 which is kind of the summary of the whole Be The Five model uh, during this podcast and it's a relatively short chapter and then it moves us into sort of section three of the book. So what I'm actually going to do is after we've done chapter 10 I'm going to jump to chapter 12 just because there's a chapter there that kind of ends the book a little bit, but it, it brings a lot of these, the, the concepts that we're looking at together and takes it away from just being purely about digital and technology. Because obviously as the, the, the podcast is named, we're talking about decision making as well. And actually the process we're going through throughout this within the, 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 the Be The Five model, although from my background is, is largely technical, it's largely digital, you can actually use this for everything. So we will come on to that very shortly, but we'll do chapter 10, we'll talk through the summary, and then we'll, we'll skip ahead into chapter 12, and then obviously in episode 15, we'll come back to 11 and, and finish that section off. So moving ahead, chapter 10, be the five summary. You have now successfully navigated your way through the five steps that you need to take to understand how digital can help you become more efficient as a business. It is now time for you to stand up and be counted. Let us now dismiss all talk of transformation and place the focus firmly on efficiency. Your knowledge of digital should be somewhat improved if you've followed the five steps and completed the necessary work that you need to do to achieve success. You do not need to understand how it works. That can remain a mystery, but understanding how digital can help your business is crucial. There is a lot to cover here, but it's all relatively straightforward to achieve. You have five clear steps to follow that will set up your digital strategy and set you up to deliver projects with real business value. Go through the phases step by step. How much time you need to spend on each step will depend on a number of factors, such as the type of project, your current knowledge or the size of the business. Really, you need to be spending enough time so that you are comfortable understanding each of the stages and how they relate to your business goals. You may need to spend less time on discuss and more on discover. You may be a smaller business and therefore decide and design may be shorter. There is no right or wrong. On the Be The Five Foundation, I allow one month between each of the classroom days. This gives enough time to come to the next session with sufficient knowledge to make the day valuable and relevant to your business. This does not mean that it is the exact right time for you. You may need more or less time and this will differ for each stage. Do your research in the first two steps. Remember, you are not expected to write strategies or project plans. You need to be able to challenge and interrogate them. You need to be on top of your project delivery and you now have a simple template to follow. At a business level, you have looked at discuss, discover, decide, design and deliver. In deliver, you work through the five Ds again, but at project level. You also have a reporting template for your project team. So we have the meet, the total number of weeks to deliver the project. The race is the number of laps being delivered as an increment and a lap is a week of time. You then have the report against the five Ds to keep you on top of the projects. And in the book, there's a, a slight template that just gives you an idea of what that looks like, but relatively simple, relatively straightforward. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It really can be that simple. What we are doing is building your culture of communication we are ensuring that the right conversations are had with the right people at the right time. 
we are ensuring that everyone is involved and understands the projects, bringing the business and IT closer together. Using this methodology gives you the framework to be in the 5% that adds real business value to your business with digital. It is an ever-changing environment. We've got you here to understand the basics of your company and how digital can make you more efficient and effective. But technology changes constantly. New products come into the market every day. It is hard enough for people in the industry to keep up. It is why there are so many specialist niches. To keep it simple, we turn to the strategy every six to 12 months, ensure it is still right for the business. Return to discuss and discover to ensure that you are improving systems and processes, that you are helping your teams be more efficient. If you can always relate a digital project back to the strategy and the strategy is founded on input from the business, then you will always be one step ahead of the pack. You will be able to pivot quickly. You will be able to see new opportunities. You can fundamentally change the way your business operates. You won't just be the one, you will be the five. Whether you have an in-house IT department or you use a third party company, you must be comfortable talking to them about technology. Talk to them about how it will help you achieve your business outcomes and be able to challenge them on their understanding of what your business needs. You have also learned to put the focus onto the data that is the lifeblood of your systems and your business. If the tool does not do what you need it to do with your data, then it is the wrong tool. You have also learned about product ecosystems and bringing systems together. A joined up approach can not only help pass the data smoothly between systems, it will allow you to give a better experience to your customers from prospect all the way through to valued and retained customers. You have learned the importance of a good strategy that aligns to the business outcomes. It is something that staff can get behind and the positivity that this can bring to the business culture through a shared goal is important. You must remain flexible enough to review and amend the strategy as necessary. You have then learned about bringing that high level long-term strategy down into a shorter one-year plan that you can monitor and measure progress against. Finally, we've looked at some of the different delivery models and some ideas that may help you internally. Remember that models are just that. They do not have to be stuck to rigidly. Find what works for you and stick with it. Do not follow a set of guidelines that do not work for you. Be adaptable and be efficient. Although a popular phrase, culture does not eat strategy for breakfast. The two are entwined and having a strong strategy will allow for that culture you want within your business to flourish. Culture with no strategy and strategy with no culture help no one and are largely the part of strategies being designed in isolation. You have learned throughout this book that working together with the rest of your business and with your customers will be what leads to not only a great strategy, but also a great culture. Staff will be on board, seeing the direction you're going in and feeling part of the process, not just a consultee at the end of the process. Your staff and customers are your key allies in your business and working together with them will bring you the most value. Remember, discuss with colleagues and customers, discover your options, decide your strategy, design your program, deliver your outcomes. Take your newfound knowledge and confidence in digital and use it to make your business the best it can be. Whatever your industry, you'll become more and more of a technology company as you grow. Digital will play a vital role in all business. And that's really just going back over, obviously, the, the five Ds that we've talked about in previous sessions. And really, we're trying to get you to the point where you're comfortable enough to sit and have these conversations with IT, with the guys who are coming in as maybe as consultants, writing your IT strategies. And again, 
I tell you this quite often, I'm, I'm very critical of local government strategies. A, they're published, so they're quite easy to get hold of. Uh, but B, they're just badly written and follow the same kind of formula. And in essence, you shouldn't really be able to publish your strategy because it should have a section in that's basically saying these are all the things we're not doing or we can't achieve. And then obviously the building blocks so that you can achieve them and you can get to your outcomes. And too often I come across the kind of programs of work. I'm actually working on one at the moment where the program of work has kind of been defined. It's got some objectives and everything else. And we're kind of nine months in and only just really having those conversations about what actually is this meant to be achieving? You've got all these nice objectives. Some are counterintuitive to each other. Uh, and it doesn't look like the conversations were had up front. It doesn't look like we did any discovery and what was meant to be happening. They haven't really decided what was going to be happening. They've, they've literally gone straight to the design. Here's a document that says, this is the program of work we're going to do. And we're now having to kind of unpick that and go backwards through it, work out exactly what those outcomes are that we want to achieve. And then obviously kind of discover the best way of achieving them and put a plan together. And we've said many, many times, this is aimed at chief execs and senior directors, the way the book's written. It's, it's meant for them to get a, a good, broad knowledge across multiple areas where if someone comes to you and says, we're doing this project because X, Y, and Z, it's easy to see why, it's easy to see the investment and easy to go through. But at the same time, I've also worked with people where we've gone, okay, we're now gonna buy some software we're actually going to go through the same five steps in buying a single piece of software. We're going to have the conversations with colleagues, with with uh, people in other departments, people in our department. What are the pain points? What do we need to look at? What's the outcome we want to achieve and what's stopping us from doing that? We've then gone into the discover phase. We've gone to talk to our suppliers. We haven't done a requirements gathering exercise. We haven't sent a list that says it must do this, it must do this. We've said, this is where we are today. This is where we want to get to. How is your system going to bridge that gap? And it's a completely different conversation to be having with suppliers and one that hopefully leads to you having a, a much better outcome at the end of it. So again, everything within B the five is, is adaptable, changeable. You can use the five steps. And this is why I want to jump on to chapter 12, which I'm just going to flick through to now, because I think this is, again, one of the key elements of the book that some people might miss or not really get to understand. So we'll jump on to chapter 12 and then I'll talk a little bit around that as well. So chapter 12. One of the things I would expect anyone reading this book to realise is that you can apply the Be The Five methodology to absolutely any change you want to make, whether business or personal. It is not just limited to digital or technology. Think about the steps we've gone through. Discuss, discover, decide, design, and deliver. If you want to get fitter, lose weight, or you want to give up smoking, you can discuss with others how they've achieved it. You can discover what is out there to help you succeed, such as patches, gums, sprays, or hypnotherapy. You can decide what your best course of action will be to help you succeed. You can design a plan to help you quit, small steps, going cold turkey, cutting down a few a week. Then you can deliver against this plan. As always, you may need to circle back to discuss and revisit the steps. There are very few changes that you may want to make that do not fit this model. I can take the example of building a house. Discuss what and where you want to build. Discover the type of houses and materials you can build with. 
Decide what you would like the final house to be. Design the plans with an architect. Deliver the house build. We can even go further and look at Formula One. They discuss the track, car and conditions. They discover the best setup during track practice sessions. They decide on the overall race strategy. They design plans and scenarios to race to. They then deliver the race. It's a simple method that can work anywhere for you. For small changes, you may want to link discuss and discover into one step and decide and design into a second step, but you will always need to do all five. Although at the outset, this book is designed for digital projects, take the methodology and use it to deliver changes across all aspects of life. As they say in the forces, proper planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. Follow the steps, do the research, make the plan, and only then can you deliver against it, knowing that you've got all the necessary information to hand. And that's really where I wanted to touch on is what we've done within the digital side of it, as I've said, we go and talk to uh, colleagues, customers, what they like with digital, what they don't like, how they interact with, with other companies. We've said we're going out to discover, we're going to look at solutions, look at the market, look at what other people are using. Then obviously in Decide, we're writing a strategy, it's a digital technology strategy. We then go into Design, which is basically chunking that strategy into a one-year plan, breaking it down into much smaller steps. And then deliveries obviously go away and do that, but keep going through those five Ds again and again as, as you move forwards. And you're literally now with saying basically what we're giving you isn't necessarily just digital confidence. We're giving you confidence to go away and to be able to make decisions on things. And the Formula One example is, is quite easy to follow through. We know that they obviously have team meetings. They talk about the next race, where they go in the track, how races have gone before, what they think the best setup will be, all conversations. You then have free practice. They go along, they might do three sessions of free practice, all the time tweaking the car, tweaking the setup, discovering what the best setup for the race will be, not just based on the car, but the weather conditions, uh, the heat, the heat of the track, all those things will come into play. Then you go into decide. So we're gonna say, right, it's a 70 lap race. This is our overall strategy for what that 70 laps really looks like. You can then break that down into design and say, well, actually, we know we're going to have pit stops. We know we're going to have to change tires. And what we might have is a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, which we have to keep coming back to because it's going to change and adapt as our competition also make changes and adapt to what they're going to do. And then obviously we go and deliver it. And during the delivery, you're obviously going back through some of those steps. You have constantly having discussions with the drivers, with the pit wall, with everyone else to say, do we need to change this? Do we need to amend it based on the weather's changed? Drivers are driving differently to how we thought we would. Other teams are using different tactics we need to counter. And so you're, you're saying, here's a model that you can just take whenever you need to sit down and make decisions, you can go, right, have we had the right conversations? Do we understand what all our options are? And we've discovered what those are. Have we decided on our plan of action? What is the big sort of plan? Can we break that down into smaller steps? And then we need to go away and deliver it. And likewise, there's many options you can kind of give around this. You can say, okay, football, how does that work? In a football stadium, uh, football match, sorry, the manager will have those conversations in the week before the next game. They'll be talking to other coaching staff, other players, uh, the scouts, any kind of backroom staff they've got. 
they'll discover what their options are for the game, how they might want to play it, previous results, how the other team have played previously, what formation they think they'll play. Then again, in decide, you're picking your best 11 to start the match based on what you want to achieve, what the strategy for the game is, are you going to press, are you going to hold back? You're then breaking that down into uh, smaller chunks in design. So you might say, okay, for the first 10 minutes, we're going to play quite tight. We're going to do a high press, but then 10 minutes on, we'll drop back, we'll settle into a different kind of formation. We'll see where the game's going. Then obviously you go out and deliver that. And during the delivery, obviously those conversations happen. They keep going around in circles. You'll always be constantly adapting and changing. And so really what we're trying to say within all of this is there is a methodology that you can just sit behind and basically almost use as a checklist. So when you are making these decisions, whether they be in board level, whether it be buying a piece of software, whether it's you wanting to quit smoking, whether there's also any kind of decision process you want to come across, you can actually just sit down and go, okay, there's five steps. Let's make sure we've covered all five before we go away and, and actually deliver on this thing. And it really does just give you that kind of level of confidence in your own decision-making process to say we've kind of done enough work now and we can then uh, kind of move forwards with this and dispute it to other people and decide, for example, it doesn't always have to be a strategy. It doesn't have to be a big strategy document. Like I said, it might just be uh, quitting smoking and we decide the best option we think initially is to use patches. And that's our decision. And then we'll design that into a smaller plan because obviously the patches will change over time. You might do a week and see how it goes. And then you obviously have to come back and reflect on that. So everything we're doing, we talk about digital because that's my background. That's what I do. That's where I work. But really, we want to be giving you a, a process for kind of how you just take that forwards. And obviously, as a business, I work with organizations where they're kind of struggling a little bit with their digital transformation plans. They want to make these changes, but actually they don't really know how, and they don't really know kind of how to take it forwards. They know they have to do something, but don't really know how to do that. And so we go all the way back to the start. And if you take one of my recent sort of third sector customers, found themselves in a lot of difficulty at the start of COVID lockdown, building closed for the first time. Obviously, they had a lack of laptops, lack of devices. Most of the software was all on premise. Uh, they really were struggling. And just to go from there to kind of bringing them almost to where they should have been was quite a big jump for them. And that's why we took it all the way back to let's start with the discussion. And some of that was my review of their initial estate. And again, what you'd expect if you're talking to particular consultancies is you get a massive report full of detail, PowerPoints all over the place, slide decks, need to do this, need to do this. We changed that and we came in and we said, basically, we've spoken to lots of people and we've written you a report. It's very informal. It is a discussion document. It's for me to discuss with you. These are the problems I see that you've got. This is where I think you can go. As a team, we now need to go and discover what some of those solutions are. And it was very clear within that document that at no point do I dictate solutions to anyone either. So when we got into, you need a new CRM, I think everyone agreed we needed a new CRM. At no point did I say, you buy this one. I could have done, but that doesn't 
kind of come back to that culture we're trying to create, the communication culture, people talking to each other, and then staff having the confidence in their own ability to A, choose that system, but also to then use it going forwards and be confident that they've chosen it for the right reasons, rather than having some consultant come in and say, use this. Two years down the line, everyone's thinking, I don't know why we bought this system. And it'd be like, oh, hang on a minute, didn't Richard tell us? And it's kind of irrelevant to most people. So we took it all the way back. We sat down, we had the conversations. What is it we're trying to achieve? What are we trying to do? What don't you like with your current system? What causes you problems? And then we took that forwards. And I think the informality really of those conversations is, is what kind of took it forwards as quickly as it did. Because again, it wasn't a dictated to it. It was genuinely, what are your issues? What are your problems? Get them out. Talk to us about this and then we'll go and find solutions. And they've actually ended up with some really good systems in place. Ones that they know will help them deliver the final outcome that they're all working to. Uh, and as I start to leave or wind down the work that I'm doing there, I know that I'm leaving staff in place who are much, kind of much, much more confident now in looking at their software. I've obviously given them the principles we talked about before. So they've got the, the integrated cloud ecosystem. They know what to do. They know how to set their outcome out. They know how to write down the problems they've got with achieving it. They know how to then talk to suppliers. The strategy they've got is written in kind of the same way. So it has what's the overall outcome for this department? Uh, what are the problems stopping you from achieving that outcome from a digital technology perspective? What are the steps we can do to bridge the gap between the two? And again, we'll find solutions that work for you. So it's not a traditional model of come in, consult, do a document, give you a PowerPoint, write you a very boring long report. It was a conversation piece. It was, I think you should do this. There's some options here. It's written very informally, which I think they weren't used to initially having worked with lots of consultants before, but it was all about driving the conversation. And the more you can have the conversations, the better that communication culture is, the more likely the conversation is to be around digital technology, the more comfortable they are with it. And that's ultimately where we're trying to get people to is just that, that kind of level of confidence. And if you think about various businesses, local government, uh, central government, people are all on different kind of playing fields and different levels with where they're at with this. And it's not just, as I said, it's not understanding how technology works. You don't need to understand how to code, how to write APIs or how to, how to build a new piece of technology. You just need to be able to sit down and go, we need to change. This is where we need to be. This is where we are today. How do we get there? And if you don't have the answers, there are people out there to help you find those answers. But it's all dependent on you being able to ask the right question and get into the right outcome in the first place. And that's why we go through all of these steps. And similarly with the strategy, you have to have done the discuss and discover bit to step into, okay, this is what your strategy now looks like. Because you're then basing it on what the staff have said, what they've been talking about, what their outcomes are, what they're trying to achieve. And you're therefore writing an IT strategy or digital technology strategy that is about making those staff better at what they do. Whereas many, many times you'll just see uh, strategies that kind of have the buzzwords in the cloud, the digital by default, channel shift, all of that, but they haven't understood what kind of sits behind that. So when they come to write business cases, that go along with that, it doesn't naturally flow 
from the business case to the strategy into kind of like the, the service plans and then maybe into the corporate plan if you're a government organization so it's not difficult there's nothing complicated the, the steps aren't magical or anything like that i've not come up with the world's greatest theory or methodology on how to do stuff i've just pretty much done it lots and lots of times and gone these are the steps that we should be going through every time we have a project that is kind of successful at the end of it and when we haven't done it when we've almost jumped straight into kind of this is the the project we're going to do straight into the design of it without having any of, any of that upfront work they're the ones that are then failing and obviously b the five relates to the fact that 95 percent of digital transformation projects fail to hit their perceived value in a lot of cases they don't even know what the value is they're trying to achieve in the first place and why they're doing the project and what the what the core outcomes are and that's why it's kind of so important to do some of this and also to understand there's a section in the book i know we've covered with outcomes and desired outcomes understanding that if you're implementing a crm system the end of the project is not the day the system goes live the end of the project might be a year down the line because you've bought that crm to do something for you so it might be in the business world you might be trying to improve your sales you might be able to bring in or you might want to bring in more leads uh, in the service industry, better customer service, improved scores across various uh, factors, local government, you might be running a CRM just so you can see a wider amount of data within customer resident services. And so understanding what that outcome is, that's your desired outcome, that's where your project ends. Once you can sit down and work the benefit of that out, it's not necessarily go live, which is where we see far, far too many projects just stop because they're seen as IT projects or technology projects. And I recently did a few webinars. I host webinars for a company called GovX. And in some of that, I was talking to a chap who's in the Department for Education. And he was saying basically that IT is now seen as the solutions department. They're the department that are going into other areas and giving them solutions to make them better at what they do through whether that's better data, better systems, better information. And that's how you have to start thinking about IT and digital. It's not there to make life difficult, which technically it has been for the last 15 years or so. It's there to make you better at what you do. Therefore, what are you doing? What do you want to achieve? Where does digital help you? And even in those conversations about artificial intelligence and, and machine learning and always taking our jobs, it's not. It's, it's almost there to augment your own knowledge or to help you get better at what you do. It's not necessarily a rip, a rip and replace, but if it can make you better, make you understand your customers better, understand your residents better by giving you better data and better information, then surely that's a good thing. And again, something you need to embrace. So just wanted to leave you with some of those thoughts. I know I, I probably rattled on a little bit longer about that, but it's important to understand why we're doing this, why we're coming at it from the angle we are, why we're going through the steps, why so many of them are, are up front before we do any work, and also the output of all of this being that you've got increased confidence to go away and make decisions on how to best use digital and technology within your business to deliver business goals. And hopefully we can succeed in some of that. But I will call it a day there. We'll shoot back to chapter 12 next time. Uh, no, we won't. We'll shoot back to chapter 11 next time just to talk a little bit around the digital future and where things are going. 
and that will likely be the last podcast in this series. So I hope you've been enjoying them so far. As I said, chapter 11 will be next time, which will be episode 15 and the last one in this. So thank you for listening and look forward to speaking to you soon.